I'll say it again to the camera. In the good old days, when you used to come to a bigger state like this, Laird, they, all the staff would be lined up from the head butler down to the doorman, or the footman, as they call him. I think Fidel would be a good footman. <laughs> Explain to him what a footman is. A footman at, at a big estate of a castle. Uh, someone who uh, waits on you? Oh, no, yeah, but he's the lowest. Oh, he's so, the lowest okay. before the, uh, the bottle scrubbers. Okay. You know it's the big order. Okay. Yeah, okay. But um, those are the good old days. But you can't do that anymore. Maybe they, maybe some estates do it, but then certainly not here. Um, I, I, I was just looking at my mail before I came over, and I, I realized I got my monthly, uh, the Jonathan. And when we get about perception is reality, uh, actually after lunch, okay. I've been a member of the Jonathan Club since 1981. The, uh, I tell you, to join clubs you can't afford. Get, use lawyers and uh, accountants that you can't afford. The Jonathan Club is uh, one of the uh, most prestigious. used to be a men's club in the good old days. It is now a everybody club. Uh, and we actually had a, a lady, a, a very capable lady uh, president of the club a few years ago who was a partner in one of the international law firms. But uh, I keep my membership and I, I pay an outrageous uh, amount of money to, to, on a monthly basis, even though I'm a out of the country member now, but I'm a regular member because, and, and I have a bunch of issues up there. Uh, it's um, they say in Los Angeles, you either belong to the Jonathan Club or the California Club because that's where all the deals are done. And the California Club's right across the street from the Jonathan Club. And um, this, I think, uh, Jonathan Club is uh, about 100. 10 years old, and <coughs> California Club's about the same. Uh, and they were uh, founded uh, by uh, luminaries like, uh, there's a Sepulveda Boulevard in Los Angeles. Sepulveda. There's a uh, uh, John Las Feliz. Las Feliz is, is an area of Los Angeles. Uh, and uh, the, um, but um, when, I, when I became a member, uh, I was the first minority member. And if I hadn't had blue eyes, and light skin, I wouldn't have been. And in 1987, there was an affirmative action law that said you had to take in minorities, black, Hispanics, Asians, etc. But I was a member since 81, not 87. So when I talk to guys, high-profile uh, minorities, and they say about these clubs that they belong to, and I, my way of doing that is, by the way, what year did you get in, 87? That's the year the government made them. And they go, uh, yes, weren't you? And I said, no, I was 81. 81. But minorities, bullshit aside, it's, um, uh, I went, while I was looking at it, I wanted to, to uh, remind myself, make sure I made a, a point. That those kind of clubs, rotary and that kind of stuff, I mean, it all works. It all works. I was never a member of Rotary. Um, the... Um, but it's a fine organization, and uh, it's a good place to find mentors, dream team, etc. I'm also a member of two or three uh, clubs in, in London, uh, the, uh, which helped me get established when I was here, when I first came here in 1981. Uh, and these old guys, well, I'm, I'm the old guy now, but these the, the old guys, uh, 
are looking to share their knowledge. And when we get down to the specifics of building the dream team, um, you'll, um, the last two of my 60 morning pills, um, there's, a, there's an ugly fuck that tried to link fuck me. Me. I don't know, but it has the same name. It must be me. Oh. Is that the long head? Yeah, well, no, he, he, he's got a smiley face. Oh, he looks yeah. like he's at uh, on a ski slope or uh, no, <coughs> Yeah. I'm gonna, we're going to get into perception as reality and the pictures that you have on Facebook, the pictures you have on uh, LinkedFuck, and all these places. Most of your pictures you shouldn't have there. Not just because you're not doing something outrageous, but <coughs> you only have a, one time to make a first impression. And um, a couple guys, uh, I keep forgetting to tell you about the luminary that tried to, you know. Just tell us who it is. No, I don't know. No, I don't want to do that. That's not, it's not fair to him. Um, but his picture when I first met him was some doofus picture. You know, he had a skull cap on, you know, those caps that uh, uh, you wear in the hood like this. Okay. And this is an important guy. And I said, what, what the fuck? Why, do, why would you want a picture like that? And um, he, he immediately changed it. And um, the, um, you know, you only have one time to make a first impression. Now, there's one bit of homework I think we still have from the first day. Or have we covered everything? Gauntlet, the obituary. Okay. Yet, and then the second day, what homework do we have? Uh, people you were associated with the last seven days and how they contributed. Okay, okay. And the you, YouTubers uh, should hear this. Remember, I said take from the beginning of the week, Sunday morning or Sunday night, so the seven days complete. And all the people that you talked to, linked, Facebooked, tweeted, called, etc. You can put that on one column. And in another column, you put your goals, your personal goals and your professional goals. And you then go down, and let's say your professional goals are one, and your personal goals are two. Then you go down the list of the people, <clears throat> and you say, okay, is this guy or gal a one or a two? Okay? Let's start with you, Miles. Uh, so I, I better sit down for miles because I, I'm afraid I'm going to get shocked. Shocked even more so than him sitting in front of me like this. It's not too bad, but it's definitely not. No, right. I'm not interested <laughs> in your fucking explanation. Just tell me. Uh, I talk to friends, uh, really in person. Um, I don't see very many people. Uh, friends. But I, friends. It's hard for me to believe you got any friends, but go ahead. Yeah. Uh, I talked uh, to people from my last profession. Uh, you sound like you're a reformed hooker or something. What do you mean, last? What's <laughs> happening? <laughs> I, I keep up with them and joke and bullshit, and it's a complete waste of time. It doesn't do anything for me. But is he answering I, my question, Brian? Brian, uh, Brian goes like this. That's no. Okay. So, did you talk to anybody about that has anything to do with your dreams or your future? No. Amen. Praise Allah. Now, normally it's not th that low, but it's normally in the range of 0 to 10%, normally. But for a high-performance guy like Mark, I'm sure we'll get around to you, but I'll poke you a little in the meantime. For a high-performance dude like him, uh, it's probably much higher. But rarely, rarely, rarely 
except for guys that have been to the seminar before. Because uh, Marcus can't wait to, like, there's a little kid in the front row that, you know. <laughs> uh, rarely is it, uh, you know, above 50% that you spend time um, with people that can, um, for example, influencers uh, in your life. They're influencers, but they're not positive influencers. And uh, I, th I told you a, a couple days ago, we've had girls, women in this seminar to talk to their mother 10, 12 times a day. We've had guys. And I don't mean because she's dying of cancer. I don't mean that. I mean, just talk. And we've got guys in the seminar here that have talked to their uh, mother uh, three, four times a day. Now, you notice I say mother. Very, I don't think I can remember, but one or two times in 21 years that the guys or the gals talk to their dad that many times. They talk to their dad once a week, once a month, like my daughter does, you know. She calls me uh, once a month, whether I need it or not. Uh, the, uh, but, um, now that's not notwithstanding, or it's different if you're in business with them, okay. We, we're gonna talk later that you shouldn't be in business with them, but, that, but if you're in business with them, you're talking to them, you're talking to them. Um, and, um, but, you're certainly not being laser being focused vis-a-vis -vis your uh, your uh, goals. Brian, the uh, Canadian Brian, how about you? Uh, fortunately, uh, I've I've been. For, was that a fortunate? Unfortunately. Fortunately. Okay. Fortunately, um, I I'd say about fifty to seventy percent is is along along my goals. I think uh, a lot of it is lateral. Um, there's not a there's few higher, uh, higher elevated contacts that I have, but I, I'd say about ninety percent are related to my goals in some. Okay, now fashion. I think he's talking about ninety percent are related to his business. That's not what I mean. Um, because just because they're related to your business and you need to make payroll and you're trying to pay your bills, that doesn't mean they're related <laughs> to your goals. Your goal shouldn't be. It should be a given that you're going to make payroll, not a goal to make payroll. It should be a given that you're going to increase your business at, at some a certain uh, rate, uh, not a goal. Your goal is, I'm going to build a billion dollar or a trip, whatever, whatever the number is, um, business. Uh, I'm going to get uh, a billion dollars in government contracts, not in the next weeks or months, but as soon as humanly possible, as fast as humanly possible. So, the, while some of the people that he's talking to uh, of, uh, um, are, and he calls them higher elevated, no, no, we want, not higher elevated, we want super higher elevated. We want people that can change your life. Now, nobody in this room, unless I get involved in an internet deal that I, I get my first grand slam home run on the internet, is going to change anything in my life. Where I have, I'm in the, I'm in the position, and I have the opportunity to change virtually everybody uh, in this room's life. And some I'll, I'll change more. And the only differentiation from the people that I only change a little, as my grandmother would say, a little bit, and geometrically is how strict you are following the steps. Now you heard Klaus last night, right? Last night was Klaus again. Klaus Kleinfeld, my superstar of uh, corp the corporate world. Um, what, did, what did you guys think of Klaus? He's certainly not me. It's I mean, totally I, the other range of the continuum. 
Absolutely. He's, he's at the Henry. In fact, he's a friend of Henry Kissinger. He's very likable. Yeah. Very likable guy. Impressive. Yeah. Well spoken. Very well spoken. And real. real. Very American. Yeah. Well, he, uh, Siemens didn't like that, him being so American. But uh, the. Because uh, they've climbed the corporate hierarchy at, at Siemens, uh, which is an institution. It's like the government in Germany. And uh, the. Uh, but he is very American. And I believe that's why uh, President Obama picked him. I believe he's the only non-American presidential appointee, I think maybe ever, uh, certainly in his in the current administration. Uh, and um, he is. I mean, he's very, very, very good. There's no question about that. And uh, the, and I worked with him, uh, you know, very, very closely for ten years. And um, he, uh, he, um, he, he 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 connects the dots big time. And he's much more a, um, um, uh, not a people person, but a, um, a person that um, is interested in your, um, individually interested in your objectives. <coughs> not. I, I transcend that because I, I, I'm looking for the greater. He would rather have Gunther fulfill his own personal needs and this, that, and, and I don't, I'm not interested in that. Because I, if you get bogged down in that, but he doesn't deal with people on a day-to-day -day basis other than his direct reports, <clears throat> uh, and I'm not. I'm. Uh, I want him to, you know, uh, go um, be actively pursuing a bridge too far. A bridge too far, and um, and uh, because I'm, 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 when you're managing, you know, 100 or 150 thousand people, it's not like managing, mentoring one. It isn't. But he is. He's a great guy. And I was very happy for him to be here a year ago. <clears throat> because he probably now wonders, well, is Dan going to retire again? i got to come again. Um, but um, he's good. But I show it not just because I have trained him, but because he is at the other end of the continuum. And you don't have to be over with me and General Patton and Darth Vader. You don't have to be over here. Because most of your personalities are over there anyway, naturally. Um, and who did you, uh, on your list of people? Only, only a few of them are getting... Don't, don't count Marcus, please. Please. <laughs> <laughs> only a few of them are, uh, heading in my, in my goals. A uh, lot of, lot of family issues that aren't helping me at all. Only, I think, 25% of the people I'm talking to are related to my goals. Okay. <clears throat> That's more in, in the norm. Uh, and, um, and you ask yourself, <clears throat> no matter how smart you are, engineer, MBA over here, uh, the, if you're only dealing t with 25% of your time with this, anything goal-oriented, I mean, how can you have any kind of real results? other than by serendipity and luck. The 10 years that I accumulated the, the net worth that, that people talk about, reference me, um, I mean, I was, you know, 98% focused. But I mean, I was like the hip-hop guy. I wanted to be successful <coughs> more than I wanted air. I mean, I, I was just a driven guy. And... Um, 
in the people around me, I made a lot of, I, I assisted a lot of people to get wealthy. I assisted a lot of people to get wealthy. It, kind of in the draft effect, you know, the draft effect where I sucked them along, <clears throat> not to take anything away from their successes, but if they hadn't been around me and seen how driven I was, and then every morning getting up and saying, you know, I wanted to sleep uh, uh, or, or not uh, start work until noon on a Saturday or Sunday or not look at the projects or not look at the briefs that we were working on, they, they, they thought, well, I wonder what Dan's doing now. Uh, the, uh, in, in a good way, it's a good thing I'm not running a big, huge corporation anymore uh, because uh, I would feel massive guilt traveling as much as I do. I mean, I just I couldn't do it. But I didn't do it for 25 years. I just couldn't because, you know, when we'd go in on Saturday or Sunday in the office, 40% of the parking lot would be full. 40%, 40, 50%. And uh, they'd, be, uh, they'd be dressed differently, but they'd be in there. And uh, although nobody ever told me, gee, we like to see you in here when we're in here late or on the weekends, I know for a fact that, you know, people do what not what you tell them to do. People do what they see you do. <clears throat> and a big part of their success on the, on the Hall of Fame and Klaus's success is Klaus was a hard-working guy. When 9-11 happened and I got him on the phone and uh, he was, uh, and it was scrambling and, you know, and it was a, a big tragedy, uh, I said, you know, I know you already know this, Klaus. This be the last one out of the building. But he knew that. Lead from the front. Anybody want to volunteer their um, their? Um... I'll go. Okay, Brian. Um, I mean, I, I'm kind of lucky because twice a week I get people come through my studio that are impressive. It doesn't mean I'm, you know, they're mentoring me, but I get to meet them. Uh, but when I look through my list, I found a few friends that are kind of medium performance individuals, as in they push themselves a lot. But then I found a kind of a gap because I, I don't really talk to a lot of people other than that. So if anything, it's not what I found, it's what I didn't find. And, and I had a couple, maybe 10% of people that, you know, mentor could be pushing me, but that should be, I'm guessing, 30%, or 40%. Or more. And so I'm not... Especially because yeah. you're dealing with reasonably high-performance people. You're not dealing with, with the greatest respect, the dregs, like <laughs> yeah. some of these guys. <laughs> yeah. It's just like, I'm not gonna be chatting with Robert Kiyosaki via email you know, a lot. So just because they're on the show doesn't mean, you know, they're mentoring me per se. No. But I mean, I, I have an opportunity to pitch them on something. Yeah, but, but that rubs off. That rubs off. I mean, you go to bed with dogs, you get up with fleas. And when my mother used to tell me that, she was talking about the quality of women, girls <laughs> I used to date, okay? Uh, that must have been, that, that thing, you go to bed with dogs, you get up with fleas, must be around centuries, I guess. But uh, you have that, I mean, that rubs off. I mean, it's like the Chinese uh, water torture. It's not the first drop of, uh, that makes it crazy and hits in the head. It's the 5,000th drop. But by the same token, it's not the first or second or third person, high-performance person that you're around, even for 30, 40, 90 minutes, 120 minutes. But now you've, done, you've got two, 300 of these guys. Not all of them are super high-performance, but there's a bunch of them, and some of those things, they rub off sub subconsciously, um, i.e., Brian's here. Okay, and uh, the um, and he, he, you know he's he's going through a transformation, uh, whether he likes it or not. And after talking to him, he likes it. Uh, so uh, some of you like it, uh, thought you liked it before you got here, 
but now that you're here, you see, it's easy to say, you know, uh, the problem is here and it's me. But when you really put your thumb on it, and I punch that fucking button 500 times, it's, it's, it's pretty difficult. Not impossible, because some of you are still delusional, but it's, it's pretty difficult to say, well, it's not really me, it's my dad, it's my mom, it's my this and my that. And when I tell you that you are who you are because of the way your parents raised it, that's not a scapegoat. That's not a uh, get-out-of-jail card, uh, free card. That is just that, just in case you th have thought about it before, you know, uh, the good and the bad traits are uh, uh, based on how you were raised. Okay, see you later, YouTubers.